You got my view of what happened this past week when Michigan had, well, it's game against Bowling Green. But you all have questions of your own about what happened, about all kinds of other stuff. And we're going to tackle all of that in our weekly Michigan mailbag, starting right here on this episode of Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Friday. We are back and doing it. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. Excuse me. Let's get right into the mailbag, starting with the leaders and best, James Crudup at James Crudup 6. Did you hear Gene Smith talking about it's becoming common for kids to ask for five grand just to visit? What are your thoughts? Do you see this hurting Michigan even more with elite recruits if this trend continues despite the on-field success? I mean, abs- I mean, if that happens, then yes, it's absolutely. I mean, it, that shouldn't that should be a hundred percent outlawed, right? That's not name, image, and likeness, right? To get a recruit for, you know, to visit for a certain monetary amount, right? Like that's just extortion. That's ex- that's extortion. That that should not be happening whatsoever. If that ends up being a legal thing that happens, then no, we cannot continue. And if it is a legal, ends up being a legal thing that happens, then yes, it will hurt Michigan because Michigan ain't going to do it. But like, why are you paying $5,000 just to get a guy to come on campus, right? You've seen how things tend to work, you know, where, where it's like a guy goes, they visit Michigan, they're like, yay, and then they go somewhere else and they're like, you, I think I like this place more for whatever reason. If you catch my drift. So, no, Michigan's not going to play along with that. They're smart. And there's no reason why, like, if the NCAA is going to fight a supposedly purchased cheeseburger and a supposed alleged lie about it, that this is something that they need to crack down on a lot more. Recruits cannot be demanding $5,000 per, but yes, I did hear those. Uh, my brother in metal, Michael Wolf at MWolf21, do you think the team was bored slash uninterested with the non-conference teams? Were they just going through the motions, trying to get through the games injury-free with basic game plans? That is definitely, I mean, I talked about that the other day. That's definitely the read I got on it, is that it, in, in a lot of ways, no Jim Harbaugh, some non-conference teams that aren't, weren't very good, right? And that's kind of the point of bringing up, like, yeah, they blew out the non-conference teams last year, but then they got an early Big Ten play, and it was kind of like, ooh, I don't know about this, right? Like, they went and they played okay to start against Iowa, and then Iowa came back, and they didn't start very well against Indiana, and obviously they were extenuating circumstances with Mike Hart, and, and then Penn State comes to town, and it was like, whoa, what just happened, you know? So, yeah, I do think that they that this is a team that has higher aspirations, and they're not like Ohio State where they're going to try to put up 60 points a game. So, I think that's that's that. Uh, Jimmy Whitner at Jimmy Whitner one. What are your thoughts on the new lights? I loved them. I, I think it it puts Michigan into the 21st century. Uh, I, I I am looking more forward to some of the. I don't want to say kinks. I don't think there were kinks, but I feel like they the operation of will just get better and better. Again, I don't I don't think it was bad at all. I thought the light operation was great, but I think it will get to the point where it just feels like a cohesive experience more and more. And it will feel that much more like a show, but it was it was really, really cool. Number two, a position group is playing better than you expected. Which position still needs the most improvement? Uh, defensive tackle, I think, or just, def- I, yeah, let's say defensive line, I guess, I think is playing better than I thought. I And that's pretty lofty because I've been pretty 
all, all off season, I've been saying, I think it's going to be really good. And it, it's been, I think even better than I expected. Uh, what position group needs the most improvement is the offensive line. They're, they're playing. Okay. They're not playing Joe Moore caliber at the moment. And that's fine. You don't need to yet. You need to again, you know, when you get into the meat of the schedule, which is quickly coming here. Number three, how is Zuri? Well, she's good, except she won't eat her food. She's the pickiest eater, and she got some some new raw food. It's basically raw ground beef, and she, for some reason, even though she was eating raw, not ground beef, but raw beef, now she's like, I don't, I don't like this. I don't get it. She's being really weird, and she's being very needy. I'm surprised that she's not in here right now. Anyway, KRTF Farberg 84, does Roman Wilson continue his TD streak this weekend? I'll say yes. Uh, how many turnovers will the defense force? Uh, and again, Michigan's playing Rutgers. Um, Rutgers has not yet been the turnover machine that we've kind of known them to be. Uh, but I will, I, I'll say they still force two. I think that the defense is much higher caliber than what they've seen. And I think that they'll, they'll force Gavin Wimsad, who has yet to throw an interception, I believe, to make a big mistake, at least one. And, yet, you know, they, they've done a pretty good job of forcing fumbles thus far, too. So I wouldn't be surprised if they had something like that. Uh, we were just zooming through, which is which is kind of necessary today. So, uh, Jonathan Joseph at J Joseph twenty one fifty six three weeks in. Who are your offensive and defensive MVPs? Uh, my offensive MVP is Roman Wilson. I think he has just been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, leads the country in receiving touchdowns. How rare is that for a Michigan wide receiver through three weeks? And uh, and considering some schools have played four games, that's even more. Um, Defensive MVP, I'm going to go with KG. I think Kenneth Grant's just been absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I think he, he's just been an absolute force. Now, was a little bit more absent this last game. I don't know if it was double teams or anything like that. I haven't rewatched the game. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> Jake asked me how he did. I didn't watch it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's been really good. Uh, he's been really good. Spencer Whitmore at Spencer Whitmore, finishing us out in segment one. Who did you think did the best coaching job in the first three games? My vote would be for Jesse Minter. Yeah, I would say that's accurate. I thought there were some mistakes in week two. Uh, definitely feel like things were a little un uneven in, in week three. It, uh, you know, I think that if G if everyone was able to do their jobs, maybe JJ settles down a little bit more, and it's not like the it does the mistakes don't just keep happening. I mean, granted, against TCU they did, so maybe they would have, but I feel like I feel like it was it was a storm, right, in the sense that that Sharon Moore had to oversee the whole team, so therefore uh, he wasn't able to to pay attention that much more to like what what went wrong and fixing things in game. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just the feeling I get from that. All right, we are going to move on here, and we are going to continue with all of your questions here in just a moment. Listen. We all have gone through things in which we've gone through moments of pain and gone through uh, moments like I, I had, uh, I, I was having ear, well, actually it was throat pain and it turned out it was an ear infection and I had to go to the doctor obviously and get some antibiotics and it turned out that I was, uh, I, it, it turns out that I was allergic to the antibiotics. It was a whole, it was a whole thing, right? Uh, so, uh, but what happens if you don't have ability to get the medicine that you need, right? Like I got the medicine I need, but we all lived through a pandemic, right? So you know how that with supply chain shortages and things like that, you're not necessarily going to get what you need. The great thing is Jace Medical exists for a reason and it, everyone should be empowered to care for themselves 
and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you the peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. I got my Jace case and it's everything I hoped it could be. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. And you can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, so... We had no Kron Higdon this week. It was not anything to do with him. That was entirely on me. I just was not home. I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off lately. Uh, so we're going to do kind of like we did last week, and either we'll have another episode tonight or early tomorrow before the game. I'll record it tonight, and that's going to be, you know, more story time, more evergreen to, to make up for that. And then we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that we get Karan on next week to do our previews. But for now, we're going to move on to the Victor's Valley and starting with Jim at Jim in the North. Have they changed the run scheme at more outside zone? I'm worried. It does seem like it's a lot more outside zone. I don't know if that's going to continue, if that's going to change. It is odd. Maybe it's partially because, they, you know, Sharon had to, uh, you know, kind of split duties one week and, you know, that he was not there week one and all these kinds of things that made everything seem kind of topsy-turvy. We'll see if the, if if we start seeing more of the gap power, all that kind of stuff here coming forward. Uh, can Corn be a Heisman candidate splitting uh, time and with more passing? He can be uh, if he has like a lot of touchdowns and makes a couple of those big plays. I, I don't think it's probably going to happen this year. But then again, the, through three weeks last year, he's got the same stats. So it all kind of depends on what kind of happens going forward. He's at least got the reputation, but I also think this is Michael Penix's trophy to lose through three weeks. Mark Zia, Mark Zimke, for those, these warm-up games, how much do you think just stay healthy impacts the team mindset, game plan, and overall effort? I mean, I definitely think it does because I don't. that's why I think why you didn't see the team at full strength. I do believe like Rod Moore, McCarry Page finally played like a whole game this last week, but Rod Moore, McCarry Page, Will Johnson, I feel like these are guys that wouldn't be playing if it was Ohio State week, right? So I think just stay healthy, get healthy, stay healthy, all that kind of stuff, uh, I think is the MO of the team at the moment. And uh, I think that changes a little bit this week. Right. They're going to be a little bit slower to put the backups in and stuff like that. Anton says, me to Mangala. Asks me to Mangala. How much of an impact do the new lights have with the atmosphere and recruiting? I'm hoping I'll get to see them in person eventually. I mean, they were amazing. It it, it felt like being at, like, for being a game against Bowling Green, I felt like I was at, like, the the big show of the week, right? It makes me think of when I was at Notre Notre Dame in 2013 and they gave us these little bracelets. I talked about that on the the show the the other day, but... You know, the light up bracelets. And it, I, I remember feeling like I went to the Super Bowl. I like legitimately had that feeling like I was at the biggest college football game. It was like, you know, no other like everyone's probably really jealous that I was there. I kind of had that same feeling being at Bowling Green because of the lights. I thought it was just really cool. Um, Michigan's armchair quarterback at armchair QB underscore UM. Feels like all the teams uh, on the schedule. Rutgers has the best chance to be that trap game of the year. I hate using that term. Is that fair or just an overreaction from the Bowling Green outcome? Rutgers is better early in the season. I mean, they, they've, whenever Michigan faces them early, it seems, or at least 2021, they were undefeated when they played them. I think uh, there's been another year or so. It seems like 
they they start out lately energy Chiano, they start out really good and then they kind of fall apart once they play Michigan or Ohio State or whatever. Um so I mean it could be. I I don't think I mean the Virginia Tech outgained them, you know, they couldn't run the ball. Rutgers ran the ball. Uh I, I don't think it's necessarily that trap game. It might still feel or look like it. I think that just might be because Rutgers is a tough team. Uh but no, Maryland's still my trap game. I know Maryland might actually be good, might actually be a ranked type team, but no, uh, I don't have them as the, my trap game. I think that uh, that would go with, you know, to, to Maryland, maybe Purdue could also be that, I and mean, they're not very good, but I still think that that would be a more likely trap game. Uh, also, does Patrick still have his bear ears? I don't know. He, he better. That's why I post the picture all of the time on, on the internet. Anyway. Uh, Jacob Shavaria, Shavaria, what remaining games do you think will be night games? Uh, I believe Purdue's won. Uh, I believe that obviously they're trying to make Michigan State one. I hope that with a couple losses, they decide that that's a bad idea. Um, so I would say those ones are, are obvious. Um, hopefully that's it. I don't know. Uh, do you know what happened with the sideline emergency during the Bowling Green game? Uh, I do. It looked like it was a Bowling Green staffer. I, I think he collapsed or something like that. I, I had just walked by him on the sidelines and I tried to stop, see what was going on, kind of pray over him and everything like that. But um, then they were kind of like pushing people away and uh, then he was carted off and it looked like he, he was sitting up and he was fine. But so, I think he, he kind of passed out. It kind of looked like. Um, is it going to be sweet when OSU loses this weekend and then when we beat them this year, we'll kick them out of the playoffs? Uh, I mean, I'm Obviously, I, I try to say I'm biased except for the rivals, and uh, I know Notre Dame is also a rival, but I don't hate them nearly on the level that I do Ohio State. So, uh, yeah, here's for hoping that that'll happen. <laughs> um, I, I think I might probably talk a little bit Ohio State. I had an angry Ohio State uh, listener in my mentions, and um, I, I think uh, that'll probably be part of the show is talking a little bit about Ohio State and uh, my thoughts on, on them. And listen, it's... This is entertainment, y'all. Like, it's, I can have wrong opinions, and for people that call me intellectually dishonest, I mean, I have reasons to say the things that I say. You might not agree with them. It doesn't mean I'm being intellectually dishonest. You just might not agree with me. You know, it doesn't have to be a lie. It's just you don't agree with me. That's fair, right? Like, you don't have to agree with everything I say. Um, Perry Mitchell at Perry Mitchell 08. Dez holds the single season TD record with 19 Roman and is currently a six. Can he break it? Absolutely can break it. If he stays healthy, bubble wrap him for week five, get him in some bubble wrap, bubble boy type scenario. Just keep him healthy. If he stays healthy, then I think he will. He'll start commanding more attention though. So he might slow down a little bit, but uh, that'll open up opportunities for Cornelius and Tyler Morris and whoever else is out there. Carmelo English has been there out there a lot, but I mean, that's absolutely something that can be broken. And I think that Roman's got that type of skill set that he can. Andrew at Engineer 97. This group has not been tested by a decent ground attack yet. Will Kyle Manangai find success or are Chris Jenkins and uh, company too good up front? I think they're too good up front because this isn't like, okay, we haven't seen this happen before. Michigan, uh, I see if I can pull this up real, real fast. Uh, 2022 rush defense. Michigan was seventh in the country, allowing 97 uh, 0.93 yards per game. Uh, at this point, rushing defense, Michigan is 18th, allowing 81. Obviously, the sample size is much smaller. James Madison is number one, allowing 22 <laughs> through three games. Obviously, these things aren't going to stand. 
Uh, but I do believe that Michigan has one of the best rush defenses in the country. And uh, I, I, they, it's just a wall of, of guys, right? So I just don't think that that's going to stop, really, to be honest. Uh, I'm not the one at William Cawthorn 9. Do you think the head coach not being there made that much of a difference? Obviously, I covered that a bit, but yes, I do. I think it did make a difference. I mean, he, he if he is as good of a head coach as everyone thinks he is, not having them there on game day is going to play a difference, right? Ryan Day had some struggles a little bit when Urban was gone. I mean, again, I mean, Urban came back and it wasn't much better. So you hope that that's not the case, that suddenly it's like having some momentum shifts in the, in the staff affects the team. And it could, but hopefully it's not. What do you think Michigan needs to do to be consistently considered a national championship contender on a yearly basis? Um, win. <laughs> it's that simple. Just, just keep finding ways to win. And, you know, next year might be harder. Expanded playoff, though, so, you know, you might, not, you might take a step back and still make the playoff. But that would, that would be the big thing. Uh, Rican Raider at Hamstand 87. Would you get a Glock 48? Just got one, and I love it. I don't know. I went to the, I went to go get a Glock last year, and I walked out with a Sig Sauer P320. But that's not even my my main carry. My main carry is a uh, which I got recently uh, over the summer a Shadow Systems MR920 War Poet Edition from John Lovell, and it is incredible, and I love it so so much. So it being that being that's kind of like a Glock 19 clone. I don't know that I'd, I'll ever get a Glock because it's already kind of like a Gucci Glock. Uh, real question: What charge? Uh, what chargers Harbaugh with Harbaugh back? I don't know what that says. Oh, what changes? I'm assuming that means what changes with Harbaugh back? It sounds like he was already delegating a lot, or does having everyone back where they usually are and busy help in general? Uh, I think it just helps in general right now because now you don't have guys focusing on more than just their job. Plus, I think the demeanor of the head coach, as well as the fact that he's the one who says like, okay, we're going to go for it here. Oh, we're going to punt here. We're going to do whatever. Well, here's, here's how we want to attack this. You're right. He, he's the vision of the team. So I think that that helps a lot. James Kovalevsky at coach underscore Kovo. I know you've been concerned about the second offense. Thoughts on how the transfer portal affects depth. Players that lose position battles can move on, so perhaps you lose those real high-quality backups. Uh, well, Michigan hasn't, though. Right? The, the guys that, like, we've seen offensive line struggles with the second line, and some of the guys who have struggled are guys who have started games. So that's where I don't understand. Uh, how would you rate Michigan's ability to keep key players for the second unit? I mean, they've done a great job. The only ones that they've really lost are actually guys that Maybe we're underperformers, but we're starters. R.J. Moten, Nakai Hill Green, who was injured and then decided to follow uh, his former head coach, Biff Pogey, um, which makes sense. Um, Andrell Anthony, some guys just need fresh starts. But Michigan, I, Michigan needs to not worry too much about it. I think they've spent too much time worrying about having guys transfer, and that hurt them, right? Trying to, like, make everybody happy, make Hassan, Zach Charbonnet, and then... Like Zach Charbonnet wasn't going anywhere until he went home and then was like kind of like, you know what? I don't really like being at Michigan. That's essentially what happened. Uh, Clark at Blue for Life 8. Do you think Morris has shown enough to be the main punt return guy or is Thaw still going to get reps back there? I think Morris has shown enough, but I mean, will they continue to try to figure things out? I'm not 100% sure. I, I don't really have a good answer for you, to be honest. I'm sorry. Shane at Seamus0914, any way to Joel Class saying Michigan fans should be antsy because of JJ's interceptions? No, and this is to kind of addressing the Ohio State guy. 
because uh, he was saying that I wasn't really, uh, I, 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 you know, if it was an Ohio State quarterback that had that same same game as JJ, that I'd be all up in arms. Like I don't think I was all up in arms after CJ Stroud had his bad game against Oregon last year. Is it concerning? Yes, but unlike CJ Stroud, uh, Oregon was two years ago. Uh, or like say if it was Drew Aller or if it was Kyle McCord, JJ has a broader body of work. He has a full year starting, so we know that that's not common, right? This isn't. It's it and it's against a bad opponent, but we've seen him go out there and have really good games against really good opponents. So no, I don't have any concerns about about JJ. Like he's gonna fix anything that he's had because we've seen that, right? We've we've seen that he is not consistently doing that. He is he isn't necessarily a ninety percent passer like he was in week one, weeks one and two, but he's also not like an interception machine in general. It was just a bad game. Guys have bad games. Nick Molyneux at Molyneux finishing us out in segment two. Do you think NIL will force unnamed Jersey teams to change their traditions? Um, I don't know. I don't know if you mean Jersey, unnamed Jersey. Oh, you, oh, you mean like um, Penn State, Notre Dame, USC? Maybe. I, I kind of like having jer- the names on the back of jerseys because that helps me figure out who's who especially when Michigan's playing them. I might, I might forget numbers, but I don't know. I really don't know. All right, we're going to continue on. We've got uh, plenty more coming up. I've got about five, six minutes to get through them due to my schedule here. We're This is just a Domino's day here. Before we move on, snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overs overs and unders, and even more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season right. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, we've only got a few more. I've only got a few minutes. That kind of works out. This is the easiest question in the whole thing. Walter Wise at Walter Wise. What is best in life? It's Jesus Christ. That is the, the best thing in life. If you want to know what the secret to life is, like what the what is the purpose, what is the meaning of life? It is not happiness. It is not it, it's not like really procreation and though biblically like, you know, God said to, you know, go out, you know, go be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth, have dominion over the earth. It it is learning subservience under God and seeking righteousness. Not seeking happiness, seeking righteousness. That's the secret to life. Athir Cotter at Athir Cotter. Isaiah, my man, love your show. Number one in my heart. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Let's see. I I got a question I'd like to ask for the mailbag. Go back to the 1997 National Championship team. Do you think the uh, Big Blue will beat Nebraska if we play them? Let me hear you love my bro. Thanks. I mean, yeah, I, I do think... I. 
I think anyone that is being intellectually honest thinks that uh, Michigan would have beat that Nebraska team, right? Michigan was number one all the way bell to bell until afterwards. So, yeah, no, I think that uh, I think it was just uh, like, let's make everybody happy. It would have been like, what was that, 2004 Auburn? I mean, they did not get that benefit. They didn't get to play in the championship game, of course, went undefeated. Uh, but um, it, it was kind of like placating because they could because it wasn't BCS and all of that. It was just vote. Some baseball guy at the underscore or underscore the Red Sox guy underscore. Any updates on the Mason Graham injury? I did not. I've not heard of a Mason Graham injury. I believe there if there is one, maybe it's something that I that's on a message board that I haven't seen that happened in the week. But to my knowledge, there isn't one and nor have we asked about it in any press conference. If that gives you any indication. Joe B at A2 underscore Weasel. How many snaps for Alex Orgy this week? I'll say two. I think maybe they try to work in something, but otherwise I don't think you're going to see a heck of a lot of them. Uh, LK Baird, U of M equals 3-0 and at Luke Baird 2016. Which of our October games do you think will be the most challenging? Mm, probably Minnesota. Even, like, defensively, I think that they're the best one that they'll face, although Nebraska seems to have a really good defense. Uh, Nebraska's technically September 30th. I don't think Indiana, unless Taven Jackson really is the, the dude at Indiana, maybe he'll work out some parts, but, I mean, I think that they'll be fine. But Minnesota, even though their offense looks kind of bad, uh, I mean, road game, they'll be up for that game. Defense is tough. That would be my choice. The one and only at Ryan Girl Dad. Why do you think Michigan football recruiting isn't better, especially after back-to-back Big Ten championships and trips to the playoffs? Uh, pay to play, aka NIL. Pay to play. That uh, that is one hundred percent it. Philly golfer at Nick underscore D eleven. Do you think Michigan will offer Underwood an, an NIL package or treat him like other recruits with NIL? They're working on something that's potentially big that could be a game-changing NIL deal I've heard behind the scenes. Can't tell you what it is. I know people get mad about that, but because I can't tell you everything that I know. Some things have been sworn to secrecy. Some things haven't happened yet. If I say something will happen, then it won't happen. And I know everyone wants to know things, but that doesn't, sometimes I can't tell you, but they're working on something. Finishing us out, C at Chuck Schumas. Zero one, worry scale, one to ten on any more recruits in the class flipping, which ones? The moment, I think everyone's solid, but and I know that there's been some talk about Dominic Nichols and Devin Baxter, and, and certainly, they're, you know, you're going to have the Miamis of the world coming and trying to do something, pull some shenanigans, but I, at the moment, I think they're fine. And they're still, they're still working on some of the other guys. They're still working on uh, Elias Rudolph, and, you know, I, I think they're fine with the ship sailing with the the... Uh, Smith twins, right? But it is what it is. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We will have another one out either late tonight or early tomorrow. Um, when I say late, it might be midnight. That's <laughs> how late, but we'll have another one that's out before game day. Uh, and then we're going to have a, at least a 12 minute, if not probably tomorrow will probably be full, but there'll always be a post game somewhere down the line. Uh, that's just the new the new standard. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. Peace.